social conversations. Well, it's a mindful Wednesday and you know what we do. We take care of self. And today we are talking essential services for self. A team. Um, I've just noticed that there's a, a gremlin in our network, so your WhatsApps are not coming through. But please do keep trying and sending them. Hopefully, eventually, something will happen and these gremlins will move and I'll be able to read your WhatsApps. But SMSs are coming through on 41391. Send them. Or you can call in on 011-714-2006. Let's welcome a beautiful, powerful, empowering uh, woman, Rufile Nyoni, Chief Executive <laughs> Officer of Mindful Revolution. Rufile, it's always a pleasure having you. Good evening. Oh, what a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. Benzito's letting me down on the groove today, but it's okay. I forgive him. La, la, la. The, the groove is not his fault. He's busy chopping <laughs> on this narji since the show started. So his fingers are, <laughs> are between peeling and, uh, and then stuffing his face. I'm very jealous, by the way, Rufil. <laughs> so today we'll, we'll let it go just for today <laughs> because you say so i was not going to forgive him <laughs> mamela we are talking essential services for self and i was saying as uh, we started the show that you know there's only one you there's only one me and we are the only vehicle that carries us around but we tend to neglect ourselves so much so i'm very intrigued to hear what these essential services for self are mm. You know, the concept, it's something that I came about, um, and not even came about, it's, you know, I created a masterclass right at the beginning of COVID. And at that time, you will remember that we're talking about uh, essential service workers. We're talking about the, the people who needed to be serving us uh, at that time. They had permits. They were allowed to get around when uh, we were in heavy lockdown. And, you know, I thought to myself, I said, yes, you've got essential service workers, but what are some of the essential services that we need uh, for ourselves um, in this time? And of course, you know, the, the word essential, it means um, something that's very important. It, it refers to something that is necessary. And self-care, I think, and I really believe is an essential service uh, that we have to administer to ourselves. You know, we're the only service providers that can give this to ourselves because self-care relates to us. And uh, each and every one of us, you know, we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves because, like you say, uh, in many ways we are all we have. We sit in the center of our lives and there are all these roles that we play. There are, uh, un, un, you know, insurmountable challenges that we're faced with. And it can seem so easy for us to forget that we are and should be at the center of our lives and that everything that is required of us uh, means that we should be taking good care of ourselves. So uh, it's really about uh, being mindful. It's really about us uh, noticing where we need to be more compassionate ourselves. Uh, it's about noticing where we need to remove ourselves from autopilot and uh, find ways to release uh, the unintended stress in our minds that we're carrying, the unintended stress in our bodies that we're carrying. You know, I, I like to say that just like we sanitize our hands, we also have to sanitize our sanity, which is probably the first essential service to self. Ooh, sanitize your sanity. Okay, it, it, it sounds like something we should be doing constantly, but how do we sanitize our sanity when the world is so insane? <laughs> hmm. You know, the world is insane. <laughs> it's never going to stop being insane. 
Um, and it really is about us learning how to self-manage in as best way as possible. And obviously, this is uh, different uh, when we're struggling and when we're not struggling so much. But uh, everything requires our resilience. And if we can manage ourselves mindfully, instead of like just bouncing back and using that as a definition of resilience, uh, we can help to um, bounce forward. We can help ourselves to bounce forward instead. And one of the most important things that I think that we need to do for ourselves in terms of these essential services is to check in our baggage. You know, when we're getting onto an airplane, uh, we don't carry all our luggage. We hand over our luggage, uh, either to be put on compartments on top of us in the airplane, or we hand it over to the ladies and the gentlemen that are behind the check-in counters, and we let them just hold our baggage for uh, as long as the flight will happen. And then when we get onto the other side, then we get our baggage back, right? And, you know, it's so important for us to notice that, that life is like a, this constant travel that we're engaging in. And um, just like life, uh, it's very expensive to, to travel with excess baggage. So we understand how monetarily expensive it is when we're traveling from airport to airport with excess baggage. Uh, it costs us a lot of money. And our days are no different. And by the end of them, we have done and experienced so many things that it's a challenge for us to sit up at night and to, to fall asleep. So making in that, making sure rather that we, we find ways to check in our excess baggage. So there are a few ways we can do this, but it's all about giving yourself the pause. You know, having a moment, uh, talking to yourself, saying, hey, you know, how was this day? Can I check in my luggage, especially before you go to sleep because our minds are constantly racing and it can be very difficult for us to sit up at night and go to sleep. So checking in our excess baggage, you know, saying that I'm checking in uh, some of the challenges that I've experienced today. Uh, this is what has happened. This is what has happened. This is what has happened. I don't have to carry it for now. Maybe later on or tomorrow I can engage with it again. Because, you know, like excess baggage, it's, it's very expensive. And the currency that we extend is much, much more than money. We pay with our peace of mind. Uh, we pay with our sanity. We pay uh, with the heaviness that we feel within ourselves. So much more than money that we're paying for the excess baggage that we travel from day to day. Another thing that is overly simple simplistic, but uh, such a powerful tool is to check in on our breathing. I know I say this all the time, breathe, breathe, breathe. Yes, we know that our bodies are breathing without us even having to think about it. It happens automatically, um, but deep breath can really help to quell our fight or flight systems. Um, deep breaths are, can really help us to turn on what is called the vagus nerve, right? So the vagus nerve helps us to put a break on the stress response. And, you know, the human body is truly fascinating. And in many ways, I think it's safe to say that the human body is smarter than the human itself. And uh, our breaths are, are things that um, we can use to nourish ourselves through the day. Again, how we do things and the work that we do is by um, emphasizing that these things are not things that need to take long. I think sometimes we think, oh, I need 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever, three minutes, two minutes, whatever you've got to be able to spend time with yourself is exactly what you need to be giving to yourself, right? So again, it's about incremental steps, uh, but it's all about the practice and it's about focusing on that. Getting enough sleep is enough, uh, another essential service for self. I mean, 
uh, we say that lack of sleep is, is not a badge of honor, contrary to popular belief. And, you know, research, research has shown us that the amount of sleep that we get, it directly affects our quality of cognitive functioning. And when our cognitive capabilities are on decline, we're less alert and we respond poorly to events. And this makes us vulnerable to stresses in our environment. So we're also more likely to revert to limiting and habitual cognitive biases when we're tired, which can create further stress within ourselves. And the thing about stress is that it's not something that we keep to ourselves. Stress is contagious. We spread the stress and extend it to people around us. So, you know, a few things that we can do to improve our sleeping patterns is um, having healthy behaviors and setting clear boundaries, uh, taking a break from technology, setting a time each day when we can completely disconnect. You know, putting away our laptops, turning off our phones, and stop checking our emails or social media. And we can also nourish our creative side, right? So creativity is a really powerful antidote to balancing out our resilience. So trying something new, starting a fun project, or resuming a favorite hobby, choosing activities that have nothing to do with work or whatever is causing us stress. It's all about setting aside relaxation time. You know, relaxation techniques, whether it's yoga, whether it's some meditation, deep breathing, taking long walks, uh, just anything that helps or activates the body's relaxation response and brings us to a state of restfulness um, that is the opposite of the stress response. Um, keeping our cool in stressful situations, I need lots and lots and lots of practice when it comes to this one, but uh, boosting our ability just to try to remain calm in situations that are, are outside our ambit of control and learning how to reduce stress in the moment, you know, managing our troublesome thoughts and feelings, motivating ourselves to take the steps that can relieve our stress, which uh, can often lead to burnout. And another thing is improving our relationships. You know, we're constantly relating to people at home, at work. So rediscovering joy and meaning that makes things uh, feel worthwhile and cultivating a deep sense of connection with the people that we are forced to connect with on a daily basis. Let's go to Atima Peter, who's patiently holding on the line. Good evening, Peter. Hi, evening, Pat. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Excellent. Um, yeah, interesting topic you got, so I decided to phone in. Um, mindfulness, yeah, you know, um, it's all about uh, knowing your surroundings, you know, so... If you're coming from work, you know, you need to, like the lady said, you leave your baggage where you need to leave your baggage. So at work, you leave your baggage at work. You sort out your problems at work when you're going home, you know. Um, also, depending, that's why you need to know where you're at when you're at home as well. How are you feeling and all that. Then you need to relate this to your partner. You know, you have to give yourself at least an hour between you and your partner to discuss where you guys are at. Mm. Uh, during the evening when you've come from work or whatever day you've had. So they are aware and they're mindful of their surroundings as well of what their partner is feeling. Once they've gotten home from work, you relate this to the kids as well. Uh, this is how I'm feeling right now. I may need one hour of um, therapy of, you know, relaxation time or meditation time just to get yourself back in to where you need to be, from work to home to whatever you're doing. So it's all about being aware of your surroundings, where you are at the time, and just putting that out to your family and friends so they know exactly 
where you're at at the time. I like what you're saying, Peter, because it all boils down mm. to being honest with yourself about yourself so that for me is absolute optimum when it comes to self-care but also being Mm -hmm. honest with those that you care for and who care for you because when it comes to self-care sometimes we forget that don't we peter we forget that we have to be honest with those that care for us and that we care for yeah you have to give each other time you know to just take time out about an hour in the night or in the day to meditate or you know, just something to relax and then you can get back to what you need to get back to. So I agree. I agree. I just wanted to put that forward. But thanks for the show, Kat. Well, I can only imagine what a happy family you have. <laughs> no, no, no. No, like, I do my own thing, you know. I don't, I'm not, like, committed to anybody. So I live alone. I work alone. Well, I work with two colleagues. But, you know, I make life easier for myself. All right, you know, all right. So Self-care, that's what you're doing. Thank you for calling in, Peter. Yeah. Thank you very much, Pat. Rufina, please come in on what um, uh, Peter has said, because I, I totally agree with Peter. Know thyself, yeah, love thyself, but also love those around you enough to be honest with them. Yeah. And, you know, Patricia, there's this powerful quote. It's an African proverb, one of my favorite quotes. It says, be wary when a naked man offers you a shirt, you know? So very literally, the translation is that we cannot give that which we do not have, you know? Yeah. So uh, we cannot give to people that which we do not have. So if we want to give people attention, it must be something that we're serving ourselves with. If we want to give people love, uh, it must be coming from a place of love self and not from a place of deficiency. And, you know, I really love what Peter said. It's like, you know, how are we focusing there's a, a wonderful image that I, I often use in my presentation slides. And uh, just to describe it briefly, it's um, a man and a dog taking a walk. And there's a thought bubble with the man and the dog. And in the thought bubbles, um, the man is thinking about all sorts of things. Uh, it's work, it's, um, it's work, it's children, it's so many things. Um, and the, the dog is uh, has, has a completely clear mind, so seeing the trees, seeing everything, right? And um, the, the question is asked is, are we mindful or mindful? So it's mindful, uh, full with a double L, or mindful as in mindfulness, right? And it sounds the same, but these words and positions, they greatly differ from one another. And the key point is to ask ourselves, where our mind or our attention spends most of its time and if, if it's even worth it, what are the return on investments mm. for some of the things that we're allowing ourselves to carry in our minds? And, you know, do we spend more time on our worries or is our mind and attention predominantly clear? So it's all about creating a distinction between uh, paying attention on purpose versus how we tend to ruminate. And it's important for us to have this choice because paying attention on purpose saves us the precious resource called mental energy. And why mental energy is a precious resource is because it allows us a more fulfilled and connected experience as it allows us to choice with our own thoughts. And, you know, Dr. Ellen Langer says that we, we think on average 80 to 90 percent of the same thoughts each and every day. That is a huge investment. And we're basically recycling our thoughts. And what are the consequences of not being present? Well, when our brains are caught up in an ongoing stream of concerns and worries, of preoccupations, it's difficult for us to fix them more from the negative and shift them to the positive. But more than that, as Peter has very rightly highlighted, uh, it becomes very difficult for our relationships as well because then we can't focus on those things 
um, that they're important and the people that are important that are sitting and standing right in front of us. So how much attention do we give to the people that we love? Uh, do we listen to them? Do we hear them when they ask for things? Do we hear when they say, I'm not feeling so amazing today? Or do we spend a lot of our time in self-absorption? So, you know, another thing to serve is essential service to self, rather, is asking ourselves, you know, am I mindful as in mind, F-U-L-L-L, or can I be more mindful as in mindfulness? Sure. A-teamers, we're talking essential services for self on our Mindful Wednesdays with Rufilo Nyoni, CEO of Mindful Revolution. Uh, you can join in on the conversation on our SMS number 41391 or by calling in on 011-714-2006. What are the small things that you're doing to be mindful um, about self-service? Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Rufilwe, uh, being uh, mindful about, you know, yourself and self-care, it's the small things like you were saying earlier. It's the things that we have to keep on doing. But can we go through a, 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 um, maybe a to-do in order for one to declutter, especially when the mind is full. Hmm. So, Patricia, I think a, a key thing, and I know that this is a word that gets thrown around quite a lot, so it's become quite a buzzword, and that word is gratitude, right? But having an attitude of gratitude is definitely an essential service to self. So expressing gratitude, it helps us to acknowledge the more hopeful and wonderful things in our lives by increasing our awareness of them. So your gratitude is also something that boosts our immune system and with intentional and repetitive practice, uh, it can actually create observable changes in the brain. And studies have shown that we can in fact train our capacity to think more positively and become more resilient. So this is something called gratitude rewiring. And in relation to gratitude, I remember reading a quote many years ago, and because I'm a huge fan of gratitude journaling, and this quote, it said, um, if I asked you to name all the things that you love, how long would it take for you to name yourself? And I appreciate that so much, because for many of us, in considering gratitude, uh, we have to remember that all-important question. You know, if I asked you, Patricia, you know, or others, our A-teamers, uh, to name all the things we love. Do we even feature on our to-do list? Do we feature on the list of things that are important or that we are grateful for? Mm. So do we make the time and make the effort to express gratitude for ourselves? Or when we're thinking or relating to ourselves, do we just uh, spend the majority of our time in self-criticism? Now, this decision is uh, usually made by our capacities to be mindful. So expressing gratitude is important, firstly for ourselves, I have said it before and I will say it again tonight, celebrate yourself. Celebrate your wins on a daily basis. Make sure that you're paying attention to the amazing things that you're doing and that you're not caught in the negativity bias when it comes to yourself and when it comes to your life. Secondly, the thing about gratitude is that we can also extend this to others. You know, the gratitude that we feel for people, let it not be a secret. You know, share, write someone a note, send them some flowers, and just tell them, I'm so grateful you have done this and that and that. And even if it's for things that are not necessarily big, because we all need to feel good. And when someone expresses their gratitude to us, it really feels good. But also for ourselves to express gratitude to others 
um, a really, really feels good. So it's those small things that we can do on a daily basis. Gratitude is such a powerful tool. It's making sure that just like we brush our teeth, we are polishing on our mental health and our mental wealth. Uh, it's just like uh, we, we, we are exercising to get rid of calories. We're also processing our emotional and mental calories and finding ways uh, to work around that. Uh, it's about ensuring that we're, we're spending a lot less time on autopilot and we're trying to be more mindful things. You know, when we, we spend time on autopilot, we react with habit, we, we instantly relive the past, we neglect our realities, we miss the details of life, uh, we reenact established patterns, we have limited choices, and we repeat past emotions. You know, we neglect our potential, and we enjoy life's pleasures less. But if we're responding to life mindfully, we're responding with awareness, we then are able to live in the present moment. We accept our realities. We notice the details. We can see the big picture. Uh, we can see it, uh, that it's not just one choice that we have. We can make many other choices. Uh, we have fresh emotions, and we realize our potential, and we also enjoy life's pleasures more. We have a very limited time in this earth. We don't know how long we're going to be in this world. We might as well do our best to enjoy it, despite the many challenges that we are faced with daily. Another thing I've noticed uh, is uh, that uh, when people are faced with the, the, the struggles of life, sleep is usually one of the things that just fizzes away. People don't sleep. Adults are not sleeping enough. And I think this is something we need to address maybe as because it, it's important. Sleep is good for the body. So how can we be uh, so self-loving and self-caring to a point that we shut down and we actually sleep and rest, not get into the bed, put our heads on the pillow and start counting all the troubles and checking the bank accounts, you know. So the thing about it, right, is that instead of counting our troubles, apparently when it comes to sleep, we should be counting sheep. <laughs> and I'm not sure how many of us are, are doing that. But I mean, sleep is, is it's crucial for our bodies. You know, it's crucial for our brains. It's crucial for how we operate. And again, it's about our ability to process our day. It's about our ability to unpack our luggage, to check in our luggage, to do some breathing exercise and, and release our thoughts. Um, I've realized that one of the most powerful practices that help me to, to sleep before the evening, or rather before I go to bed, is a journaling practice. Like, so just writing down and releasing my day and talking to myself about the things that I don't necessarily talk to myself about. And also recognizing that, you know, when I'm doing this, um, there's so many things in my day that have happened that I have not necessarily acknowledged. So it's all about being a kind to our mind. It's all about uh, ensuring and honoring uh, the process of our days and of our lives. You know, the important thing to notice is that the day, our, our brains rather, they need, uh, uh, they need rest. They need time to rest. And sleep keeps the brain healthy by clearing out toxins that naturally build out throughout the day. So even one night without sleep can wreak havoc on our brain. Uh, and so also putting down our phones. You know, this is the thing about these rectangular objects that have become our everything. But we don't, what we don't realize is that the blue lights that are, are emitted by the screens in our cell phones, our computers, our iPads, tablets, and TVs, they're like the bright lights in the casino. So 
they restrain the production of melatonin. And melatonin is a hormone that controls our sleep-wake cycle. And reducing melatonin makes it harder to fall and stay asleep. So to ensure that technology isn't harming our slumber, giving ourselves at least 30 minutes of gadget-free transition time before bedtime. It's possible. I know that uh, it seems like a huge challenge, but let's learn to put down our phones a little bit more. Another practice, which is a perfect precursor to sleep, is what we call the body scan uh, in mindfulness. And uh, according to a certain article that, I, that was written in, uh, in Time magazine, it says that um, mindfulness techniques have shown to improve sleep quality, fatigue, and insomnia in people who have trouble sleeping. So, And this happens possibly by helping us to relax and make of stress. Now, body scan practice is literally about naming each part of your body as you lie on your back uh, in bed, right? So you just start by saying, my right foot, my right big toe, going through all your toes and just moving through your body and naming all your body parts, right? And it's such a wonderful thing to do. And often when I do the body scan, I just don't just name the parts of my body. But what I also do is that I use that as an opportunity to express gratitude for my body. How often do we not express gratitude for our bodies? You know, just recognizing what these toes do, what these feet do, what these legs do, how they carry us, our shoulders, you know, our faces. Four of our five senses are located on our faces. So more than pretty faces, um, our faces have actual things to do, right? We can see, we can smell, we can taste, we can hear. So uh, the body scan, a powerful practice we can use to relax. Uh, journaling before we sleep, a powerful practice that we can use to relax and also just connecting with your loved ones, having social time, having conversations that don't have anything to do with the hard things of life and just laugh, 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 laugh so that you can help your body to relax. On that note, uh, I think it's time for us to wrap up. I think we all know what essential services we need for self to be much better. We've been making notes, I'm sure. Hey, uh, can you please, Rufila, give us contact details for those who would like to be in touch with you for sessions? Thank you so much, Patricia. We are in LinkedIn, Mind Revolution, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us there. And if you'd like to contact me directly, my email address is rufile at mindfulrevolution.io. Simple as that, Rufila. Thank you so very much. It's been a great pleasure. Until next time, have a blessed week further. Thank you always. Thank you, guys.